What is going on, everybody? Hey, hey. Fellow producers. Absolutely. We're glad you guys are tuned in. Today, we're going to be talking about why old gear may give you an edge. That's right. How do they do something like that, Ray? Well, you actually have to go buy a piece of gear. <laughs> it's not a plug-in? That's <laughs> not a plug-in. It's not software? It's not software. It's hardware. Things like the DBX-166. Okay, okay. He's dropping names. Oh, Hold sorry. it for the, when we get in. Sorry, that's just a compressor. <laughs> it's no big deal. <laughs> why, would they, why would they want to do that? Okay. Old gear could definitely give you an edge with uh, with your production, especially if no one else is using it. And, that, and we're not saying that, but um, just people, you know, tend to go with software-based things, right? Because right? it's easier, it's cheaper, all that kind of thing. But as you're growing as a producer, you're definitely want uh, going to want to incorporate old gear, right? For sure, for sure. It gives them an edge. Everyone wants an edge. That's right. It's always good to have an edge. Gotta have the edge. So this is Raymond. Living on the edge. Raymond Boyd. Hey, what's up? I'm Rome. Glad you all are tuned in and watching and connecting. Wherever you are, like, share, comment. Mm -hmm. Leave a review. If you're listening to this, please leave a good review, not just... We want a good review. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we also want to introduce you all to a free course. That's right. That we have. ISP. Right there. <laughs> Fordproducer.com slash ISP for Industry Standard Productions. That's right. We were going to set up the, the audio stuff. We don't have it, though, but I was going to do Foghorn right there. Yeah, we'll do that next. You could be time. the Foghorn sound. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so check it out. It's completely free. Put your email in. It'll send to you, and you could get access to it as soon as you put it in. You click the button, and it'll, bam, it'll pop up right there. Yes. So check that out. Let's jump into the talk, right? Come on. So we're going to talk about why old gear may give you an edge. That's Some right. people don't really understand what old gear is. So can you explain a little bit? Yeah. So what, what we mean, mean by, by old gear? Yeah. What we mean by old gear is old analog, right? So analog search, uh, circuitry, um, analog knobs. I mean, all that kind of thing. Uh, you have to bring signal into it. Old gear will do its thing and then spit it out, and then you send that to Pro Tools, Logic. Ableton, all those other things. That's right. <laughs> so we got some people watching live here. We got my boy Zeke on here. What's up, Zeke? What up, Zeke? Zeke? I think it's Zeke. I hope it is. I hope it's Phenomenal Zeke. bass player. He's ah, shown me a lot. Nice. He's a good guy. I'm glad you're tuning in. I'm not going to roar. But he, he's seen my metal stuff. He wants me to roar. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Bless well, do you sing the metal stuff too? Uh, depends on the song. Come on. Yeah. So analog gear is... What you're saying it is. Yeah. Some people like the nastiness of like little defects, right? Like there's plugins that try to make those defects of like. Right. <laughs> right. Or the wobble of like a, uh, a vinyl thing and that sort of thing. Right. But it's not quite the same. Um, and then to me with analog gear, there's a thickness. Thickness that comes in. Fatness. <laughs> what is fatness? No, yeah, but, we were just talking about this. Yeah. Ray's like, man, these, it makes the drum sound fat. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I'm going to have to explain that to people that don't know what fat is. Wide. Big. Thick. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> warm. That's the that's the catch, for the, the coin term there is warm. That's right. Exactly. So, hey, let's um, let's talk about this. Like, typically, like, like a typical analog gear that you would use that almost everyone quite frankly still uses today is number one a mic pre right right mm -hmm. uh neve 
Neve. <laughs> oh, we have a fan, a Neve fanboy right here. Dude, I'm a huge Neve. How fan. much do you love Neve? I love Neves. <laughs> <laughs> you used that on your your first paid gig, I think. Uh huh. That's right. But it wasn't the right pre. Wasn't the right one. That I ended <laughs> that, up not liking the sonic quality of it. Had that I mid prefer bump to it. Uh huh. Had the mid bump to it. You that's exactly like. right. I prefer the Neve 1081. Uh, that's my favorite mic pre. It's super fat, but it's got clarity on it. It's super fat. <laughs> that's right. It's super fat, has clarity on it. Has clarity on it. That's right. Clarity. <laughs> In other words, not that other pizza, pizza that I it's did not, not it's like. It's not muddy is what you're saying. That's right. Exactly. Uh, so it's got clarity. We're using all the coin, all the, uh, the cliche terms. That's right. Crystal clear. Fat. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Go for it. Awesome. <laughs> But then the, what's cool about the 1081, it has an EQ. It has an EQ uh, section to it that is fantastic. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's convenient. So that's uh, the first piece of analog gear almost everyone still uses, so I would highly recommend that. And then number two, an analog compressor. Right. Right. So TubeTech. Um, what are some other ones? You know, Warm is is making some budget. Warm audio, audio. Like yeah. Some good In fact, uh, the one that I have now is a warm audio mic pre, which it, it's um, it's modeled after the 1081. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm loving. That's cool. So you like the warm stuff? Yeah, I do. I you love the, the warm you have the mic too, right? I do. Is that does the mic count as analog gear? Yeah. Well. You have to have a yeah. mic. <laughs> it is like, the analog. We have mics here. Hey, don't tell Steven Slade that with their little mic emulator. Have you well, seen that? Yeah, but you still have to have a mic to go right, in. I'm just messing. And even the quality of that is right. going to matter, right? Yep. You can't, I don't know, for for me, you can't sing into a SM57 thinking that it's going to sound like a, a, condenser a, te, yeah, a telefucking right. U87, you know what I mean? Don't it's tell just, Steven that. Well, whatever. No, I don't think, I don't think there's stuff that's that drastically like transformed from a dynamic. Like, I, I hope. you're wrong. I hope not. I don't know. You know, like, I think... When you're talking about analog stuff, you're talking about like uniqueness. A big, a big uh, example yeah. is uh, Chris Lordology, uh -huh. where he's like analog master. Yeah, he's the beast. His sound comes from his board. Yeah, he has like a wall of of rack gear, mm -hmm. and then. But he's still like he's a hybrid now, which mm -hmm. I think that's a good place to be. That's where yeah. I kind of am. A hybrid. lot of those guys are hybrid because there's some. Um, you know what? Who was it? I forgot who I was watching the other day on on mixing, and he actually uses the plug-in version of the analog thing that he has sitting in his desk. That Sheps. Uh, yeah, I think it. Yeah, the black uh, with all the knobs. Yeah, and it's like a it's like a uh, a channel strip of all of his yes. unique stuff. But he, yes. isn't he? I think he converted. Like he said, I'm just in the box. I don't even care. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but a lot of them in their studios, they'll have the analog piece there, mm -hmm. but they'll use the software piece because it has more controls with automation and recalling it. That's correct, and that's a lot easier. Man, if you recall, I can yeah. imagine. The, I can imagine the days of like having forty channels right and recalling a mix you don't you're not allowed to touch the board right the air conditioning can't change you have to have everything written down everything marked now yeah we take pictures of it yeah you can right analog still just right so so and you know with that being the case my recommendation as is that you do use analog gear going in mm -hmm. uh record it in your daw and then from there you stay in the box right that's that's 
to me the best way to go about it. Yeah, because someone like CLA, he just he has his assistant organize it, uh-huh. and then he has all of it routed. That everything, anything can be sent anywhere at any time. He that's right. Boop boop boop, and, and he can just pull back it up. here on this compressor. Exactly. Which that's crazy. That's a lot of money though, too. Yeah, it is. Like, what's what's the budget amount? All that gear. How much you think his whole thing? Not not in historical value, just like if, if it was back in the day and he had to buy it all again. All right, so just to give you an example, a good 1081 that I was talking about, the Neve, is going to be about five grand for one channel, right? And mm-hmm. so many times you need at least two, because right. even if you're going to record an acoustic guitar, you need two, right? Yeah. One at the 12th fret and then one at, one at the hole. Mm-hmm. So I just recommend do, get them all in pairs, so that's... That's ten grand. So multiply that out. Warm audio is a good, a good option. Yeah, warm audio has really good quality stuff. Not only does it sound good, but it's built well. Mm-hmm. What and, is like two grand? Right. Yeah. My the um, the mic pre that I bought, uh, I got a pair, and it was a thousand bucks, or my, like eleven hundred. That's good. Yeah, I know. It's fantastic. It yeah. So that we let's see an estimate. Maybe his room would probably be. Two hundred thousand. Oh yeah, at least. Not historical value, because now. Yeah. You know, Chris Lordology just signed his mixer or his his desk. It'd be like worth way more. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, two hundred thousand. Then you get plugins come stock. Uh huh. In a two hundred dollars software. Yep. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that that's kind of like that's a big example of how you could get an edge because. Yep. People aren't willing to put couple grand into an outboard piece of gear right and then uh here's what is awesome guys and this is the truth man the um i'm not calling old gear an investment okay um but they will at least retain their value oh for sure so if you put a grand in when you're really ready to sell it it's not going to be 500 bucks right Right, because this stuff is Maybe very rare. Yeah, right. Exactly. Someone someone goes viral on YouTube for a specific piece of gear, and the, the thing is just boom. Yep, exactly. Like so, yeah, right, right. So, like, it at least will retain its value, and yeah. you won't lose any money, mm-hmm. but you you may not make any money. Right. Well, I mean, you're gonna make money if you produce a project. Absolutely. A solid project. That's right. And, then you, and that vocal sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, you get the vocal dialed in. That's right. Yeah, I think whenever. I first started on a Talkboy, which is it's analog. There's nothing digital about that thing. Yeah. It recorded to tape. But like the tape that everybody knew, like a cassette. Tape. Yeah. Ugh. You know, so we could talk a little. <laughs> Don't say, oh, that was my beginning. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, we, but we talked earlier. We talked about the like the 24 track. Yeah. Two inch. Uh-huh. We should talk a little bit more about that because you, you definitely machines. have more. Yeah, you have. You said Studer machine. I was like, what the heck is that? Yeah, it's Studer. So you talk a little bit more about that because you said it makes the drum sound fat, and then I was like, fat. what does that even mean? All right. So the way analog work now. I'm, I'm now if if you're a professional analog machine you're guy, please yeah, just <laughs> clarify anything guy. I'm saying. <laughs> correct us in the yeah, comments. Correct us in the comments. Uh, but what's really cool as the tape go goes around, right? That there's a tape head, mm-hmm. right? There's a, there's a record head that's actually a certain, you know, millimeters or whatever that is, uh, thick, right? And mm-hmm. so that is what uh, the sound gets printed on, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have 24 of those, then it's a certain millimeter. But 
if you switch out the heads and do a 16, because they have 16 channel heads to the machine mm-hmm. that could be switched over to a 24 track, right? Right. So the lower the number, the fatter the, the sound gets. The fatter. Fat. <laughs> because you physically have more area to record on, on that head. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so um, my personal preference would be to record drums on a 16 track Studer analog machine. Because it makes it sound fat. fat. The drums sound huge. Man, I wish I could play. One clip? The, yeah, a clip, but that's okay. That'll be in the future. We could do that. Well, hey, uh, if if you want to, maybe we can put this up or put it somewhere. Wilshire. Yeah, they can look it up. Spotify? Yeah, Sp- yeah Spotify. Or anywhere. App, or anywhere yeah, Wilshire. That's right. Wilshire. Um, it's, a, it's a track that I... Um, You're like Phil Collins? That's a standard of fat Is that a copyright infringement if we do that? Don't do it. Don't ad lib it. Oh, the police are after us. Do it a couple BPM slower and pitch it down. You'll be fine. Exactly. Anyway, that's a record, Wilshire. That's a record that I worked on that we used a 16 track studio, Studer, and the drum sound. Amazing. What about that ACDC album? Black and Black? I don't know how they recorded that. I don't know either, but it would be at very least. A, six, a 24 track student machine yeah, exactly. on AC/DC. The, the time there AC/DC. that they did it. Just like now, if we were to record an album and be like, yeah, they used Pro Tools. Yeah, right, right, exactly. So we had a question about what are your takes on analog focused interfaces like the SSL2 interface? Oh, that's. Those are interesting. Um, that's similar to that warm 1081 thing that has an EQ built in, right? Right, right, right. Yeah, the EQ built, built in. They also have the analog cir- circuitry. Um, you know what? I quite honestly, I've never um, have heard that that uh, specific piece. But man, what I would do is go in and try to do a comparison, like A B comparison between, let's say, a Neve and then that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, a lot of these places where, where they sell the gear, they, they let you set them up and they'll actually run signal through it. Mm-hmm. You know, either like a guitar or even a vocal and let you hear an A, a B, yeah. those things. But uh, the biggest thing is the um, the circuitry in it, but also the transformers, you know, the power supply, all those type things. And that's what Warm Audio does. It, it, it actually uses circuitry from from Neve blueprints mm-hmm. and also they try to get Neve parts and all that kind so of you thing. You probably prefer that over which I would probably prefer it to over just like a clean correct because correct. you have EQ right. capability and that'll color another That's another exactly one right. Per- turn, color yeah. the sound. I hope that answered that question but I think it answered yeah. my question. There you go. <laughs> That's no, it. I, was, I was thinking you're talking about AB testing. There's a yeah. website called Audio Test Kitchen. You ever heard of that? Uh-uh. So this is going to blow your mind. Audio Test Kitchen. I believe it's Audio Test Kitchen. Don't tell me they did wrong. a bunch of uh, A-B comparisons. They did. They did microphones. Oh, yeah. Blow it. In yeah. like a clinical setup where they have this microphone exactly this far away from the speaker. Yeah. Playing the exact same audio. Yeah. Then they get another U87. Bam. Exact same thing. Then they get a U87 clone. But it's like hundreds and hundreds of mics and variations of mics. So you could go through and you could listen. You could A B. I need to check that out. So you could you could A B like a drive like a dry vocal, but just a vocal, yeah. full band, and then it also shows the frequency response that they did on like a spectral yeah, graph or whatever, I don't even know the right thing. Yeah. So you can go on A B. 
That, I love it. So you could go in there and you could get the Sony 80 grand mic, whatever it is, and compare it to a Behringer. So do they only do microphones or do they do mic pre's and compressors and all that? EQs? Uh, last I checked, it's only mics, but that's that's probably yeah. a great idea. That's a brilliant idea. You got to check it out. I right. will All check it watching, out. All you watching, you got to check it out. Go check the, that out. If you're in the hunt for a mic, like my buddy Z's on here, he said, I've been telling Rome about the Slate Digital <laughs> and he has it and he's like, I love it, whatever. I'm like, that's cool. Like I, I like the sound of my mic, which I have the warm 87, whatever it yeah. is. But you could go in and Slate stuff is in there. Yeah. And you can compare it to a Warm or a Neumann or the Sony, whatever. Right, right. And you can hear with your own ears. That's cool. And listen, what you think? That's really cool, man. And some of them, like, I think the Sony had, like, this crazy high high frequency spike, like, huge high frequency spike, but not, like, not a gradual thing. It's just, like, it goes past, like, I don't even know. Like, right. Probably 15. Yeah. And then, it, boom. See, here's what's cool, y'all. Like that's part of the create creative process, right? Mm -hmm. Like what you're doing, like checking out these mics, checking out these mic pre's, right? You know, and I mean, you can decide one way or the other, but what you're doing is creating your palette, Mm -hmm. and what and you know, obviously the tape machine and you know, Pro Tools, all that stuff. That's what that's the canvas, right? Right. So that that's what you're painting on. So your content um, has to be good. Like we'll always say till the day we die, the content has to be good. Yeah, it's all about the content for for sure. At the end of the day, be trash and it's not going to be good. (laughs) You could have a Neve 1081. But if, four of them. if your song is horrible, it ain't going to matter. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. So that's definitely important. But once that's done, um, having all these tools at your disposal, just and then the way you put those things together, yeah. that brings your creative edge as a producer. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to do. Yeah, that's something like and make it unique. So, and that's why we're bringing this up because maybe you know if if you're producing in modern times, maybe you have thought that maybe analog gear um, is is kind of old school or not relevant anymore. No, but relevant. what I say is, you ought to try to pull them out because you might be able to come up with something different yeah. that makes your production stand out. Yeah, because I know a lot of those like. Plug-in base like the Waves plugins, uh-huh. they, have, they have a SSL comp. Uh, yes, the bus comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's mimic off of the analog gear. That's that right. Everyone and their mama loved this compressor. That's and right. It's mimic off the actual analog yeah. thing. So and you, uh, Universal Audio has all the Neve stuff. Right. Or like even like CLA, he has the uh, I don't even know what that one's called. The compressor, the Blue Stripe. Uh, I think he calls it Bluey. I don't know, dude. It's, There's like it's one so of those, many. I think it's an optical compressor. Right. It's it's leaving my mind now, but right. it's a sound that has like a cool smack to it. It's great for rock vocals. Yeah. All the plugins now are mimicking that. Right. And for it sure. Was, it was based off an of analog piece. Of, of course. So even if even if the people are like, oh no, I'm not doing analog. It's old school. It's like no, you all your junk that, that you're using is based off plugin. Of. Yeah, that's based off of that old school. That's you know what I mean? that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. There's so much opportunity and potential when you got old school gear yeah it's like not and another thing too is they say no two pieces sound alike that's right well even I'd, maybe the warm audio stuff they're probably closer yeah but you, no two even pieces. they don't sound exactly probably right then the older stuff it's like man you could get all sorts of unique sound maybe no one else on earth has this whatever preamp right has a unique sound in the high high frequency right no one else may have it right and you could get it Exactly. So, so again, on on the re- recommendation front, so just you know, how, how would one get started? 
You know what I mean? So I just I think starting money. That's right. <laughs> starting with a a good mic pre and then a good compressor. And then that's the the base of your vocal chain. Just starting at those two spots on the analog tip, I think, is a good place to Would start. Would you compress going in? All right. That's a big question. Okay. Let's I debate, do, Ray. <laughs> I do very little compressing to tape and very little EQing to tape. What my goal is, is to get the right mic, right? And to get a good, get a good mic pre- like, like even if you just want to start out with old school gear, I would just at least get a mic pre. Mm-hmm. I, just, I mean, and and get the compressor later if if you can, right? Because I like to get a great mic, you know, with a great mic pre, and then I, if I do compress, it's going to be bro slight, and it's more about getting it through the the circuitry. Yeah, for me, especially if you have something like a a tube tech. Mm-hmm. I mean, check those two techs are expensive. I mean, Some they're like those. five grand for one channel on a tube tech. But getting it through those tubes, and mm-hmm. even if you're doing it low, like low, super low, barely even noticeable compression. Yeah, because some people just like the sound of it on. That's right. No effect. It no. sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> just having it on. So, so that's kind of where I would start, investment. huh? Worthwhile investment for sure. Stuff. And then tube techs, man. Again, they're they're five grand, but. In ten years, they're going to be fi- like you're not going to lose your money anymore. <laughs> probably, if you have a vintage, if this show goes viral and everyone's buying all the analog stuff. They're like, those guys told me to buy all this. That's stuff. right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, where can they pick up used gear? Ooh, that's a great question. Vintage King is kind of where I would start. Which I think they're the ones that did the uh, audio test kitchen. Oh, okay. I think it's them. That might have. They would be um, perfect because they, they have access to all that stuff. So I Vintage guess. King, if you want truly old school, um, original parts type gear, um, a nice, what, what I'll call clone, mm-hmm. is Warm Audio. Right. You can um, get it new. Huh? You can get it new. Yeah. You can get it you new. You can get it used too, but... Right. Um, and then obviously eBay will have things... Um, what is some other? What's that? Reverb. Reverb. Yeah. Reverb.com. Facebook Marketplace. Facebook Marketplace. Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Um, offer up potentially. Probably not as much. That's right. I mean, local music stores. Uh huh. Pawn shops. Pawn shops, especially if they don't know what they got. Yeah, which that'll be a later story. The <laughs> next episode. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, pawn shops. It's kind of the limit. You could, if you really wanted it, you could go find yeah, it. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah. If you wanted it at a good price, it may take yeah. a little longer. Another good, um, another good clone is Dan Alexander. I don't know if you've heard of heard of that, Dan. I was. Alexander has great Neve clones, uh, Warm Audio, yeah, uh, Vintech. Vintech. Vintech is another really good clone. Uh, so, yeah. We're fans of uh, Warm Audio mics because you got that, whatever that is. Yeah, I've got the the U87. Yeah, no, 47 copy right. is what I got. Where it has a separate preamp that's like. Yeah, well, power floor. supply. Oh, power supply. Yeah. Got you. With, with, uh, yeah, and this power supply obviously has the power in it, but it also has the transformer. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot the of tone. The, where the tone comes in. And um, that's a tube bike. So that's where the Even tube sits. More tone. That's right. 
push it a little harder, it's going to saturate a little more. That's exactly right. Yeah, what I is got, saturation? I got this fatness? Stuff, fatness, saturation. I think saturation is more of a technical term, though. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, Z was been telling me about that slate, but I've been on the U87. Like, uh-huh. I like it. Right. Or it's the warm audio. WA87. That's right. I heard a lot of people say it's not really worth it to get a U87. A real one? Yeah. I don't know, dude. Because there's a lot of mics. Well, based off that that uh, audio test kitchen. Really? You're, you're going to see and hear some stuff for sure. That's interesting. Because the, the, I guess the modern U87 like ones or whatever they are now, but they yeah. put the old U87 on there too. Yeah. And it's a little bit different EQ, but it's like, you'll hear it. All right. Them, them Behringers are holding their ground somehow. I don't wow. know how. <laughs> well, you got to check it out. Okay. The only thing is, though, it's like it's it's a... It's like a scientific study. Uh huh. It's not a human like singing and moving and air is moving. Oh. Which that'll change the tonality of a mic. You know what I mean? Because yeah. proximity effects different on other mics. Well, that's probably why they didn't do it because the tone of a mic is going to pick up the different tones in a voice. Right. Right. So it 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 could skew and results involved too. Yeah, it could skew results yeah. if you had a real singer. But it's a good starting point, I think. If you're in the market, right, and you're you're looking whatever you're you have price range on there too because they sell. It's Vintage King, I think. So yeah, they sell. So you could click and buy it. Yeah. So if your price range is whatever a thousand to two thousand, you could put that range for sure. All those mics are up, and you just boom, 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 and click, click, listen, listen, listen. listen. Yeah. You know, narrow it down. Better than, well, not better, different than going to a music store and right. testing them out, which I right. not many music stores do that anymore, I don't think. You probably have to, I don't know. I've never done it. I don't know. And you're spitting all that stuff on a mic, <laughs> which that makes it sound different, too. That's exactly right. Some of those old U87s have a certain tone because they had someone spitting on they, it. Exactly. <laughs> Spit dried up on it. Hey, you know, I just had another thought, too. Uh, with analog gear, try this as just as, as an experiment. Get a mic pre or two, and then run all your samples through them back to tape. Mm-hmm. or ba- Print it. Yeah. <laughs> Into your DAW. That's exactly right. You were right. saying tape like. Sorry, print. Oh, sorry. and you're 48. <laughs> I, I call Pro Tools tape. We all do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> Print it. Yeah, print it today. So, so what you would do is is send it out your DAW into into the piece of gear, out of the piece of gear into back into the DAW. Yeah, and that adds what fatness, fatness. <laughs> clarity, warmth, all of those saturation. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And you know what they could do also, which I've I've done this before is yeah. You got a place here in town called Rock and Roll Rentals. Oh, uh, yeah. They carry a grip of outboard gear. They do? Mm-hmm. And it, you just rent it for the weekend, or you can rent it on a month. What kind of outboard gear? Do they, what, what do they have? I'm putting you on game, Raymond. You got to check them out. Uh, not, what? You got Audio Test Kitchen. You got a local <laughs> rental backline company, which I'm sure a lot right. of people Right. Now, I've, I've actually rented, rented keyboards from there, but I didn't know they had pro audio yeah, gear. Yeah, you got a website, Ray. I know they got a website. I don't know exactly what they have, but they have. <laughs> they, I, I, I wasn't in the market for any more outboard outboard gear by the time I saw their stuff, but I know they have plenty of warm stuff. They have some SSL. They have Focus Right. They have. I think they have some knee. Oh, and Warm has modern. a studio here in Austin. Really? Mm-hmm. 
I'm putting you on game, bro. We need to go check it out, right? You got the plug for us to go over there? Yeah, hey, we ought to do a... Uh, we need to do a video. That's Podcast exactly right. in there. That's right. We're selling their products for them. <laughs> yes, we are. They're not, this is not sponsored. No. <laughs> sponsored by FordProducer.com. Right, exactly. We're doing this ourselves. But yeah, I would, I would check them out. I mean, we did that for our church where it was just like, we needed whatever, speakers? Yeah. Or we needed a, a mixer? Yeah. We rent. We went through a couple. And oh, I see. The cool part is one we one we liked. We kept. We did it on a monthly. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, what do we got to do to buy this? Like, you could you could rent to own. They're like, pay us a deposit now. Yeah. And your monthly rent is going to go towards you owning it. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. That's a great deal. Could you imagine like being uh, a young adult and rent to own? Yes. Something nice. Very for your audio nice. Career. Especially if it's a piece of need gear or or one of the the high quality clones that they have out yep. there. That'd be fantastic. They do everything. They do mics, yeah, pedals, which pedals is analog. Yeah, it you is. Really want to get crazy? Get you a pedal and and analog too is um, amps. Amps, yeah. Right. We can talk about uh, recording amps later on, like in another podcast. So but... I heard. I heard some some of the old school guys would uh, have a stairwell. Uh huh. They play back a track, the top of the stairwell, or the or the bottom. They put a uh, amp with just a vocal. Yeah. They mic the bottom to get that. Yeah, stairwell sound, and they print it to tape, and right. and, and mix it in. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. Absolutely. I mean, now we have plugins, so it's a little different. That's right. Just a little bit different. There you go. So, you got anything else to talk about to cover this analog stuff, dude? That's all I got, man, and it's it's fantastic. I mean, like like to me, I think the perfect world is a hybrid, right? Um, especially when you get into the higher levels of production. What you're going to notice is, <clears throat> excuse me, that if 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 you're making records, right, and you know making tracks, and then you compare them to highly professional guys, and you're going to be like, okay, what is the difference? Because you, that's Your where stuff you're sounds start. flat. Correct. Right. That that's where <laughs> you another start. term. And a, a big piece of that missing equation is going to be somewhere along the line. The professional guys use some outboard gear. Yep. Even some of the mastering studios. Especially in the mastering. That's where you get your unique sound is. And again, I think I might have said this on this podcast already, but but even like like even though yes, I like to record and, and mix my own stuff, I will send it off to mastering mm-hmm. for two reasons. Number one, to get another set of ears on it mm-hmm. on on the project and and on the on the tracks. But then number two, they're gonna put it through all that all that analog years thousands of dollars of gear. and they got the heavy stuff right mm-hmm. and number three it's super affordable to get one track mastered by a professional you don't have to buy that gear. it's 150 bucks right you don't have to buy the gear you don't have to know how to use it right or connect it all or you just send right. your final um mix to a mastering engineer yep. they put it through all the things uh all the analog gear uh, but you know that's one of the biggest differences that you you'll hear between if you're having a hard time knowing what that next step is or yeah. that next level is, uh, definitely start looking at outboard gear. Yep. Heck yeah. yeah. So you actually have a story to tell us. Which, which one? <laughs> I'll I'll tell you. I'm going to intro you there. <laughs> <laughs> so on the podcast, we want to get some stories. Okay. So you guys can learn. From our hardship and our failures and our right. experiences. We could even put good stories on it. You yeah. know what I mean? But this one, I think, is more of a, a hardship. What you said that you had 
uh, high altitude issues. Right. So um, I don't know if y'all know this, but Albuquerque, New Mexico, is I think a mile and some change. Mm. Right. And it's higher than Denver. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know that. In altitude, right? So um, I was playing with Michael Levy Smith, and we were there. We had to play at this rodeo. <laughs> okay. Yes. It, was, it was the first rodeo I had ever played at. It was a worship rodeo, apparently. No, you know, yeah, Michael I guess so. There. Well, you know, Michael's got a lot of pop fans, too, right? So, and, But this was before we did the worship record. So this is all his pop stuff mainly, right? Right. So we did, I think there was like five, six, seven thousand 7,000 people. And what I didn't know about rodeos, y'all, is that the artist performs on a rotating round stage. Rotating round stage. I didn't know that. Uh, all right, either. so I was, because I was playing. Were you drum- strapped in at least? Bro, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You thought your kick was moving without a carpet. Bro, it was crazy. Stage. It was the craziest feeling. The stage rotated the whole two-hour show that we were playing. Uh, all right, so, <laughs> so I was roughly in the middle of the platform because it wasn't very big, right? I was roughly in the middle, so my effects were were more were, less exaggerated. Yeah, they they were muted, right? Yeah, because you're in the center where it's actually. But the guys at the the guitar players, oh. the guitar players out the edge no. of the stage, oh. they were feeling it, dude. And so one of them, I won't I won't give his name out because y'all might know him, but but one <laughs> one of them started getting nauseous and literally he was he's playing and he he was turning green it was like he was getting seasick uh from from the turning because the turning did not stop the rotating did not stop so he started puking a little bit and then had to leave the stage and and was hurling off the stage like you guys wouldn't believe i mean it was insane absolutely insane but but then he came he kind of you know, got himself together, came back. And typically, you feel better after you right. But then two it. songs later, he had to go right really? back. Yeah, it was Dang. it was horrible. It was horrible. I feel bad for. So him. anyway, that that's that's one of my live. Was that the last rodeo you all played? That was the only <laughs> and the last rodeo <laughs> we I had no idea that it was in the round and and the stage was. If the stage would have just been round. And not moving would have been fine, right? Right, yeah. but it was moving, and that's what freaked me out, man. It freaked us all out. I couldn't imagine being on the end of that. Oh, and then because, and I mean, not not only was it it turning obviously, but then the altitude oh. was messing with us. So we were getting a, like lightheadedness. You were probably I was, lightheaded before you even got on stage. Yeah, I didn't know what I was playing half the time. Everyone was giggling like they were high. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, it was crazy. That's- it was crazy, but it was a lot of fun. That's hilarious and no. sad at the same time. <laughs> I feel bad for you all. It's hilarious and sad. Yeah, I feel bad. At the same time. I could imagine, like, I do not like being nauseous. That's right. Much less having to play with excellence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then be on a rotating thing. And we were doing a show in Dow- it's our Denver, and, you know, it's it's a mile high, right? Uh, that wasn't a rotating stage but that was my very first time I was ever in Denver mm. so I was not ready for the altitude thinness your equilibrium was all so crazy. while I was playing the show right behind my drum set I had a oxygen tank oh <laughs> so I was being filtered <laughs> oxygen while I was playing oh wow and that was it help? yes help you get through it immensely that and water because um, 
um, I don't know if you all know this, but but oxygen gets in your system pretty quickly with water. And I learned that there in Denver. And you're professional. So I was sucking down bottles of water. I had my my oxygen tube and my oxygen tank next to me. And I was rocking. Don't they have like for athletes like altitude chamber? Uh, yes. Or something like that. But that's for more extreme stuff. Of course, they're exerting a lot more energy than I was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you got people that go in there and they train high altitudes. Right. Even though their event is whatever. Right. Just so they could dominate. Right, right. Exactly. You should have practiced your drums at high altitude. Hey, right? dude. But just to let you know, even though I was at high altitude, I was still rocking. I'm sure you were. Rocking. You had your chops all the bah, way bah, up. Bah, 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 bah. For right. those that are ready to rock, we, we salute. salute you with your oxygen tanks. That's a hilarious story. But we, next week we have another one. Which every week we're going to try to get some stories yeah. in. I think that it'll be beneficial. It's a crazy them. business, and we're just living in it, man, and laughing at it. That's right. That's crazy stuff. Goes like on. you know how many funny stories are with my brother. Oh my <laughs> I can gosh. only imagine, bro. Like not only it's a sibling thing, but just the people. Oh yeah, and like that whole scene and area that he's a part of is like did y'all have i mean i mean not groovy, groupies obviously but but people that followed y'all from city to city uh if it was like closer cities yeah okay but now that he's online it's like you don't have any of that he has diehard fans for sure online yeah that are like in all of his programs so yeah it is what it is but thank you all for tuning in yes thanks guys we want to actually offer you again and remind you of of course, the free FordProducer.com slash ISP. ISP. ISP Industry Standard Productions. Let That's you right. on some info on what the, the pros know. Mm-hmm. Put you on some game to make sure your stuff is a high level, which what we did today is, is a big part of that of analog gear. That's right. Pros got it. You That's may not right. have it, but you could get it. It'll take you to the next level. Yes, sir. So thank you all for tuning in. Yes. We will see you guys on the next one. Peace.